This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hast thou e'er thought, oh, if only there were more hours in the day? With the exception of Can the Wizard, a lot of us wish we had more time. But if time became untethered and was truly unlimited, what would you even do? You have to know what you value to make use of such a gift. And therapy can help you find what matters to you most, so you can do more of it. Even without all the time shenanigans. I know therapy has allowed me to consider what matters most to me, allowing me to become a better friend and happier wizard. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com magic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot magic. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, hey, loyal listeners, it's the season of gratitude, and you know what that means. Time to say thanks to your pal Bootleg Craig for sneaking another bonus episode into the main feed. That's right, it's another edition of Bootleg Craig's Pirate Patreon Radio. Did you know that you can go to patreon.com slash magic tavern to become a supporter of the podcast and get bonus content like this all the time? Oh yeah, just imagine yourself listening to bonus episodes plus ad-free versions of the main show while your loser family eats turkey and watches football. More about the Patreon later on, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode one of everyone's favorite foonish antique show, Mementos, oh mementos, oh yeah. From the Shrike Valley Pikeman's Auxiliary Hall, it's Mementos, oh Mementos, a show that throughout Foon, you bring your most valued keepsakes, artifacts, and tchotchkes for the review of our appraisal staff. Many fortune have been made and many a heart's broken. Will yours be the next to be declared a memento, oh memento? Here now, our lead appraiser, Dripfang Ledespare. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Memento O Memento, live from the Shrike Valley Pikeman's Auxiliary Hall. I'm here today amongst really a, a fucking rabble, just uh, just shambling humanity full, with bags full of old shit from their barns, garages, basements, recently deceased loved ones, domiciles, and a lot of people that are obviously straight-up hoarders that are hoping that we want to buy old diapers and beer cans. Today we'll be seeing what they have to bring us and if, see if any of this shit is worth even spitting on. And I, of course, can't do it all myself, and I won't do it all myself, because that sounds like a lot of work, and fuck that shit. I'm here with my lead appraisers. Why don't you introduce yourselves now? Because I don't want to talk anymore. Thank you, Drip Fang. Oh, my God. It is I, the antiquarian, once a librarian at the Library of Marentanth, 
exile due to my insatiable lust for forbidden knowledge, I now will examine, peer into, and otherwise handle your keepsakes to determine whether there is value or whether all is valueless before the void. Thanks, Antiquarian. Anything you're hoping to see today? Uh, I'm really hoping there might be some Barbathian uh, miniatures. Uh, there are usually there are a lot of them still around. And, uh, of course, fingeroonish macaroons. One item that was made a lot of a miniature version, and another a perishable that, if it survived, would be a real kick in the dick to nature. And now, up top of the antiquarian, we have another appraiser whose name I forgot. Please introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is John Ogre, and, um, I'm an ogre, and, uh, I've been appraising for over 30 years now. Um, I specialize in, uh, ogre sports memorabilia, uh, Fine jewels, um, ogre paintings, um, and I mean, if you have some stuff that's not ogre related too, I can probably look at some of that too and tell you what it's worth. Really jazzed to be here. Same question that I asked the antiquarian, John Ogre. Anything you've got your big fucking ogre fingers crossed that you see here today? Yeah, I'm really hoping I see, um, a jersey from uh, one of the Ogre World Series is uh, very rare. I saw somebody carrying a, a satchel back there that sort of had the same shape as an Ogre jersey. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm really hoping that one of those shows up. You know, that World Series, we only had one because um, then we just all killed each other. So, um, yeah, there's one World Series, and I'm really hoping to see a jersey from that. Fingers crossed again for a jersey from a, a legendarily bloody and one-off sporting event. I'd say if you're expecting anything of value, that's a real heave. Because, again, looking at these people, it's a lot of chambray shirts and zubas, and God help us. If that's any indication of what they're sh- going to shuffle off to Buffalo f- for... Well, the time is ticking away. We better look at this old crap. Here we have our first item. Go ahead and step up, bring it to the table, and tell us what you got. Um, yes, uh, h- hello. Uh, Hi. This, hello. Uh, uh, this is a, uh, necklace. Um, it, it was found on me when I was, uh, a baby. Uh, I, I was found left, uh, at the doorstep of a, a kindly farmer's thatch hut with uh, only this, uh, this necklace. Um, and you can see there are markings here, but uh, I, I cannot read them. Um, there are few in my village who can read, and they recognize the markings not. All right, I'm going to point this to the antiquarian first round of appraisal because what I'm seeing here is a lot of rune work on this necklace. Maybe you, with your vast knowledge of library sciences, will be able to uncover some of this rune work. I touch my hand along the markings. Okay, that's creepy as fuck. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back you away from that. I was not expecting to have the wrong sort of goosebumps from your appraisal. First of all, necklace bearer, what's your name? What do we call you? Uh, the farmer simply calls me boy. All right. Is that what you'd like us to call you, or would you like to uh, pick a new nomenclature? 
It has always been said to me in great kindness, so boy is fine. Boy it is. It's a, it's a real Kratos Atreides vibe here today. Uh, okay, um, is that the kid's fucking name? I'm, I'm quoting lore from a, a deep work of long ago. This necklace has a certain amount of sentimental value, I'm assuming, because it's the only thing that you were bearing when you had it. That is correct. You understand. Okay, yes. Great. Uh, John Ogre, um, could you evaluate this in any way that doesn't creep me the fuck out, unlike the antiquarian? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, when you first brought this up to the table, I, I got really excited. You know, I thought, wow, haven't really uh, seen something like this in a long time. You know, something that you're born with almost chokes you to death. And I thought, huh, this is something else. But, you know, unfortunately, boy, um... I gotta be honest with you, I, I think you've been had. This looks like a fake. This looks like a fake right here. Um, I can't tell 100%, but this, uh, I, I showed it around to the other ogres, and they thought it might be a fake as well, so I'm not sure what it's worth. And looking at it, sorry, I'm another ogre. Uh, my name's Don Ogre. Uh, yeah. In, hey, in, Don. In, uh, hey, John. Uh, and in evaluating this, it looks like that this was, uh, trying to... Pass itself off as some sort of ivory necklace, and most of it looks like to be a uh, old breakfast cereal uh, with twine strung through it. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Sorry, boy. Yes, sorry, boy. It seems that, um, well, Antiquarian, do you want to follow up with any of this in a way that doesn't make me want to jump off a roof? Probably not. All right, fair enough. Uh, it should be noted for everyone at home that the Antiquarian is just a giant head. <laughs> the only aspect of him that we can truly see. I once was more, but now all is lost. Again, uh, John, how much would you give in, in, in exchange for the boy's uh, breakfast cereal necklace? Um, probably no gold and I'd just eat it. <laughs> Antiquarian? I would probably offer a single copper and stare deeply at the markings and then... You know, the copper's kind of, you know, a pittance. I would probably eat it as well. Yeah, and I would have to say the same thing for me, boy. If I'm uh, really uh, honestly uh, evaluating it, it's old food with string in it. And uh, it, like John said, it's a marvel that you didn't choke. You shouldn't put jewelry on a baby. Uh, so it's a marvel that you didn't choke on it at all. So what I would really give you is a handshake and a good luck. And uh, and and a, a, a small book of names that you could choose something other than boy from. There's no sugarcoating this. It's worthless. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Per perhaps I will find another way to buy medicine for the farmer. Talk to a doctor. Best of luck. Mementos o Mementos is touring the Shrike Valley. For anyone who is going to be in the Upper Eastern Quadrant area, we're going to be at the Provost Malloy Memorial Banquet, evaluating any books or rarities that you might have. Stop on by, and we'll memento oh memento you right in a nutsack. Again, we have another item that's been brought to the table. Uh, item bearer, state your prize and your case. Take your time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm very shy. Oh, no, it's okay. No, there's, I mean, there's a, a giant head, an ogre, and a very handsome necromancer looking at you right now. So there's, there's a lot of pressure. Hi, um, my name's Suzanne, and I'm a fairy. Hello, Suzanne. Hello. Hello, Suzanne. Good grief, Charlie Brown, whoever that is. 
Um, and I, I, I have this, this old painting here. Um, it looks like a bunch of, you know, fairies that might have been in my family at play. And I guess I'm just looking for an explanation or if anybody knows anything about the history of this. Um, it's been in my family for a lot of fairy okay. years. Uh, do you mind if I stab this real quick to make sure it's not a carfoon that's here to kill me? Uh, um, okay. All right, it's not a carfoon. It is, in fact, authentic artwork. And we'll start the evaluation again with the antiquarian. This is a very interesting image. The fairies involved here are both laughing and at the same time crying with their eyes or crising. It's quite rare to see work of this delicacy. I suspect that these fairies here are involved in a plot to perhaps murder another fairy queen or, you know, a fairy duchess. Usually gatherings under the gibbous moon like this, as you can see in the upper quadrant, are for ill deeds. Yes, Suzanne, were your family known to be involved in any bloody plots against various royalty of the fairy court or nobility at all at this particular time? Well, strangely enough, there was a story that uh, one of my fairy grandmothers used to tell me about um, about just that. So this, this, yeah, this could be part of our story. Yeah, that's true. Sure. sure. Um, by the technique that's used in the painting that I'm noticing right now, it seems to be of a like of a late modern era amongst the the fairy folk. The artwork is showing that it has some classical elements, but that the depiction of the faces in the carising is a response it, it was what fairy artists were using at the time is like a response to the classical more um more realistic artwork that was being done of fairies so this would put it around i would probably say 300 to 350 years ago uh was your family around around 300 350 years ago yeah yeah i believe we were one of the um the later fairy families but yeah that sounds about right wow this is really tracking i'm really i'm really interested in this Okay, yeah, and this frame seems to be just spun sugar. John, could you confirm? Does this look like spun sugar to you? Uh, let me guess. If it's okay, I'm going to take a little bite out of this, if you don't mind. Just let him bite your... Let him bite the painting that you Yeah, have. that's fine. Okay. <coughs> yeah, that's spun sugar. And, um... Wow, this is a beauty. You know, once again, when you walked up to the table, I was like, this has got to be a fake. But um, I don't think it is. I think this is real. This is an absolute real fairy piece. And um, I would actually, I'd value this at five gold piece. I would agree with that price amongst human folk. But perhaps it is noteworthy that there's been a recent resurgence of interest in fairy coups among the fairy community themselves. I believe you could get up to three changeling children for this. Wow, that's a great call. I, I got to agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with three changeling children as well. Very nice piece. Very nice piece. Fun fact about my collection, I have a fairy koozie, which I put, uh, which I put various drinks in to keep cold when I'm uh, getting drunk on a pontoon boat. But yeah, I would have to, I would have to say the, the, the amount of changeling children that uh, my fellow adjudicators 
have uh, have given you. Yeah, you have a really great piece here. It's slightly undervalued now that it's been stabbed and the frame has been bitten. But other than that, I think you're, you, you've got a really special piece here. Congratulations. Thanks so much. And we also use fairy koozies as well. Um, we have funny sayings on the side of them, you know, f- fairies for fucking. Sorry, I, I know this. I, I Sorry. I, oh, I, no, it's fine. It's totally can, okay. Yeah, fairies okay. for fucking. Mine says, uh, uh, not bitter, all glitter. Mm-hmm. That's another popular one. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah please. Oh, there she goes. She disappeared once again. This is a very valuable painting. Mementos and Mementos will also be evaluating different items near you if you're near the Little League Banquet for North Blondale, a little-known burb just to the left of the Strike Valley. Tickets are on sale for the buffet dinner at the Village Hall, and also the buffet dinner can be stolen if you're large enough and you've got the sharp enough weapon and the guile and bravery to commit crime. Oh, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> John will be there, and he'll be eating most of the ziti that is over a small burner. Antiquarian, will you be at that one? I will be where I will be. John, have you noticed that everything the Antiquarian says sound like he's whispering it at a tombstone? Yeah, it's, it's all at once very soothing and really disgusting. <laughs> Speaking of soothing and disgusting, our next item is being brought directly to the table uh, by this person. Person, go ahead, state who you are and what the fuck you're bothering us about. Yeah, hi. Hello. My, my name is Harv Blarv. And I, I think I got a real, I think I got a real corker. Uh, this is a corncob pipe. That was uh, owned by my uh, great-great-uncle, who was a colonel in the Shrike Valley Army. He, uh, he served in the, the Grand Army of the Shrike Valley during the uprising of the Fourth Age. And as you can see here, there's, there's some scoring and there are some burn marks on the corncob pipe from where he gripped it in his teeth in battle. Uh, it's a family heirloom. We're very proud to have it, but also very ashamed because of all of the things that have been uncovered about the Grand Army of the Shrike Valley during that particular encounter. We would really love to know how, how much this is worth. Okay, great. Thanks, Harv Blarv, and thank your parents for working real hard on that name. And uh, We'll start with John the Ogre this time. John the Ogre, what do you see... When you see this corncob pipe given to us by this fucking hillbilly. Wow. Well, Harvblarv, I gotta say, sorry. You're saying it right. It's pronounced Harvblarv. Thanks, Harvblarv. Sometimes it gets stuck in your throat a little bit. That's Um, what it's, yeah. We were, our family was named while the doctor was choking to death. Oh, that makes sense. Beautiful family name. Um... Once again, got real excited when I saw this corncob pipe come through the line. Um, I was a little worried because you had it in your mouth. And I thought, oh boy, um, he could be really messing up a family heirloom there. But now I see that it is part of your family. The spit is just going to stay on there, so that's okay. Um, so, uh, Harv, let me ask you something. You said this was from the fourth the, the, the fourth part of the war? The four, what was that? The fourth, the, it was the uprising of the fourth age. Uh, the... Yeah, the uprising of the fourth age. Now, I'm glad you said that, because a lot of people would look at this pipe and go, this might be from the uprising of the fifth age. And no, 
because you can tell by the specific corn niblets on the side here that this is from the fourth. This is from the fourth. So you've got a real piece here, and um, I think I'd be interested in knowing what other people think the value is. I mean, I have my guess, but this could be this could be a real shocker. A real shocker. Uh, okay, Harv, it seems like you might have something here. Uh, the antiquarian, go ahead and query all over this one. The uprising of the Fourth Age was truly one of blood. Blood of the men, blood of the goblin folk, blood of the fae, blood of the brownie. All was soaked in blood, which would explain some of the coloration here, kind of from the stem to the tip. Now, let me ask Harv Blar. That's me. When you smoke this pipe, when you go to sleep, Mm -hmm. do you dream of war? Do you dream of being a soldier, wallowing in muck, panicked, afraid, in pain, shoving your blade left and right, the screams of your enemies reverberating inches from your face? Yeah. Yeah. We see that a lot with these pipes. Mm-hmm. So that is another sign of the authenticity. Oh, wow, amazing. So, uh, round tape real quick, rapid fire. What would you give Harv Blarv in exchange for this corncob pipe from his uh, great uncle from the Fourth Age, the Uprising? I think Harv would have a hard time selling this item because it is no doubt tied to his own family's blood. Were you to trade it for some coin, you would soon become obsessed with retrieving it. You would return to whomever you had traded it to and demand it back, and if they refused, more blood would be added to its patina. Johnny Elgar? Yeah, I got to agree uh, with the antiquarian. This is a nasty piece, and um, I don't think you'd want to trade it for any gold. You better keep it in the family, um, unless you want even worse nightmares. So, great piece. Keep it in the family. Really glad you brought it by today. Thanks a lot. Yes, Harv, thank you so much. Keep that in the family. If you can, to protect yourself, try to bury it deep under something sacred. And if a tree would have bloomed from that site, do not eat of the fruit that it bears, unless that's the type of thing where you want to turn it's something horrible. Unless you seek more and stranger dreams yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do Okay, thank you so much. This pipe went from cursed to first. Thank you, Harv Blarv. We're gonna take a quick break here at Momentos El Momentos and really wash the memory of most of those things that we've seen out of our eyeballs. We'll be right back to see more stuff uh, people probably found at a dead person's house. Welcome back to Mementos O Mementos. Quick programming note, stop bringing us fucking enchanted mirrors. Every fifth fucking person that comes up to us at one of these meets is giving us a mirror that tells us our future. Or who the truly most beautiful person in some manner is. Or gives us some secret about our families. And honestly, we've, we've oversaturated the market with these enchanted mirrors. If you have an enchanted mirror and you're in line to meet us at any event, go fuck yourself. And now, for more items, items, items. 
After the break, we always open with a rapid-fire section where uh, we, we get a, a bunch of ill-dressed weirdos to come up to us and real quick show us the things that they hope will save their family from financial ruin. First up, this person. Uh, I brought this dragon's tooth, and I have been told that I can trade it for any number of other dragon's teeth or three wyvern teeth. Yep, I, I would say looking at that, that's worth at least one wyvern tooth uh, or uh, not a tooth, a tith, which is different, uh, or uh, the scale of a chimera. Uh, John? Yeah, that, that seems about right. Uh, that math is real good on that. Uh, let me put it in between my teeth for a second to see if I can crack it. That's a dragon's tooth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Congratulations. You got a dragon's tooth. Market is really flooded these days. I'm not sure this is worth much at all. Next person. Again, before we get to the next person, we're full up on enchanted mirrors. We're full up on beanie babies. Don't bring us out of any fucking beanie babies anymore. If it's something small in the shape of a child animal and you've stuffed it with beans, we've already fucking seen it. And also dragon's teeth. That's probably the last guy. Okay, next one up. Come on over. Hi. I'm a ladybug and this is a sword. (laughs) Let me ask you something. <laughs> this sword all gold? This is an all gold sword? Yep, I just happened to find it. <laughs> this sword is super valuable. <laughs> I can hardly hold it up. It's impressive you can lift it at all. May I ask the providence? You say you just found it. Talk more on that. Well, um, I was flying, uh, it was springtime, I was trying to find a mate, and, um, I mistook some shine stuff on the ground for another bug, and, um, I found this sword, and I've just been, um, holding on to it ever since. And just, so everybody knows, you're a ladybug. Mm-hmm. And even a full-sized adult ladybug, you are ladybug-sized. This is not an uh, uh, enlarged or otherwise abnormally uh, enlarged lady. This is a just straight-up ladybug holding a full-sized golden sword. Now you see me, now you don't. I'm trying to pick the sword up with my tongue, and it is a normal-sized get sword. Your tongue, get your tongue off the sword. I just, I want to establish... This is not a magically light sword. John, can you heft this sword at all? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I have ogre strength, and, you know, this is... Uh, first of all, I'm terrified. I'm going to smash this ladybug with my ogre you hands. Gotta be careful. Um, so I got to be careful here. And this... Uh, 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 the, the heft the heft on this thing is really heavy. This is an unbelievable find. Usually something you don't see that often. Um... I'm going to say it's worth all the gold that's in the sword. Yep, I'm going to try to lift it now as well. And gripping the hilt, uh, my entire hand burns and it's electric shot through uh, my very body, which shows that it's also enchanted against evil. So I say this is worth a castle or the weight of the gold that it is currently. So again, you can just trade this for the value of currency for the gold that it is already made of. Hmm. Uh, I want to agree with both of my co-appraisers here. I can add some notes about uh, the scroll work around the hill. Rapid fire. But honestly, I am much more interested in this ladybug. Run away. Run away. Get out of here, ladybug. Gotta go! Gotta go! And she flies away with her tiny wings carrying a full-size enchanted sword. Alright, last one for the rapid fire. Come on up, fucko. Hi. Uh, 
My name's... Don't I've, give a shit. Okay, great. I've got a Jicky Jantle rookie card. A what? Oh. It's a Jicky, it's a Jicky Jantle rookie card. It's from his inaugural season in, uh, in Mittens when he, uh, when he was uh, voted to be Rookie of the Eon and also won the Smatting title. Uh, it's uh, as you can see here. It's in uh, a case, and it, it is it is also in mint condition. Meaning, I've also encased it completely in the herb known as mint. Oh wow! This seems like a John the Ogre uh, special. Oh, oh, I am uh, I'm beside myself here. I'm um, I'm sweating um, I'm sweating out ogre ogre juice over this one. This is just unbelievable. It smells like butter. Yeah, take a lick. Oh wow! I this is um. This is a real card. This is it. This is this is a real this is real. Um but I got to say encasing it in mint was not a good idea. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Encasing it in mint is going to lower the value. Well, you've actually taken away all the value. The encasing it in mint is just going to turn it into a big piece of chew flap to put under your tongue. So if you're looking to kiss your lady friend, then you've got a good piece here, but boy, you really screwed the L pooch on this one, Broham. Oh, boy. Oh, man. You really went literal with mint condition, and it seems like that was not the move. Antiquarian, your thoughts? I'll just note that this seems to still include the gum, which normally would vastly increase the value. But the gum that was included with these cards was peppermint, and the mint you have encased it in is spearmint, and clashing mints are the worst. Yep, that's a good call. That's a good call. I didn't notice that at first. I was too horrified by the folks' paths here. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it seems like you really you really dicked it on this one. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and say, I would say this isn't worth... Uh, whatever the fuck it's printed on. You've minted it up to shit. What I would just do is um, uh, grind this into a paste and brush your teeth. Good luck in life. Usually, you know, I'm a pretty cool ogre, but good luck in life, you fuckstick. I can't believe it. Nope, bye. You had your chance. So that was it. That, that's the rapid fire of mementos el mementos. Reminding this, and of course, this part is brought to you by the Jelena Rubenstein Foundation. Are you a gelatinous cube with extra money left over? Then you can donate to this, Public Works of the Strike Valley. We bring you all of the very best. And of course, listeners like you. Now that that's out of the way, more uh, items in the offing. But first, a little bit about our adjudicators. Johnny Ogre, what brought you to looking at old stuff and telling people what it's worth? Well, um... I wasn't really good at anything else, you know? Uh, I would smash pumpkins with my hands in the fall. Um, I would scare children. Uh, I wasn't good. I really just wasn't good at either of those things. And really, people think ogres can do a lot of stuff, but really those are the top two uh, job prospects for ogres. So I wanted a little bit of, you know, something more for myself. So that's how I came to appraisal. Um, Got real smart on a bunch of this trash, and here I am. Antiquarian, before you were a giant, barely corporeal head, what did you do? And what brought you to evaluating items and their worth? I began as a humble librarian. Oh, right. In the library of Merendanth. My fellows would often joke that my head was always in a book. 
But as eons passed, and as my thirst for knowledge grew deeper and deeper, the rest of me but faded away. Eventually, the head librarian bid me leave because he wasn't into my vibe. It's a big thing of this age is the general vibe of things, which is weird for me to hear because I was raised during an age where if certain people of a certain age said the word vibe, they were trying to sell you drugs. I also was selling drugs in the stacks. Okay, well, then there you go. All right, well, I mean, everyone has to have a side hustle. And sometimes the things that are a side hustle are the things that you're selling to us. Here's our next item here at Mementos o Mementos. Uh, yeah, hello, hello. Um, yes, this is my uh, statue, you can see. Oh, we're it out of the rapid a- fire part. You can tell us who you are. Oh, yes, hello. Uh, my name is Svorn Gvornorn. Worth it. And I am an adventurer. I uh, am what you call a rogue. I uh, move quickly. I uh, sneak up behind my enemies. Uh, sometimes I stab them. Sometimes I steal things right from their belt. And I was in a dungeon, uh, and I found this statue of pure crystal that seems to be uh, a, a an archer screaming. Her, her hands are shown up in front of her face uh, as if she is gazing upon something terrifying. And uh, that is how I found her. And uh, I said, this must be worth something. And maybe I should leave now with this statue before I go any deeper. And you know, count myself lucky. Okay, so it's a oh, okay. it's a crystal figure of someone who is terrified. Now, by the carvings, it looks like this was done by. This is not an amateur work. This was done by a craftsperson, by somebody who works specifically with with crystals. And as we all know about crystals these days, a lot of them are used for like bullshit healing. So something this this seems I, from what I know about these crystals and these shapes, it might have been something that was carved in order to capture something that was troubling the previous owner, like an illness or some sort of run of bad luck or just generally something that they were using to blame the bad choices that they were making in life on other than just facing it. Now, John, you're nodding along with this as well. You seem to be resonant. The bad choices and trying to solve them part really seems to resonate. Do you have any insight on this crystal piece? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I've seen statues similar to this uh, representing murder, genocide, Uh um, the killing of a lot of people. So I think you're right on there. Um, I know... uh, you know, I, I hate to argue with you, sir, but you said an archer screaming. Um, but I'm not sure if it's... The face looks like screaming to uh, me. Uh, no, I agree with the screaming part. I'm not sure about the archer part. You know, this is this could just be a random figure of some sort. Strong fingers. She has strong fingers. It could be a witch. It could be... You know, we, uh, we're, I don't really want to make any guesses on what kind of figurine this is. Um... I just, you know, I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, this does look like some sort of murderous genocide statue that, uh, yeah, you don't want to put next to your sleep station at night, you know? That's a great, that, and as, honestly, now that I'm looking at the base of this piece, what it's mounted on, 
it does seem to have some markings on it that would indicate that it is in fact a genocide piece. Something that it, the there is um, the two crossed swords that are leaking real blood. That's usually an indication yeah. that you're dealing with something that is is for um, uh, a palpable sense of murder. Did you feel any of that when you initially touched the piece, uh, our our rogue? Uh- well, I was just kind of uh, second-guessing my decision to enter this particular dungeon, uh, so it's hard to separate uh, any sense of dread I got from the statue vis-a-vis the overall sense of dread I felt in the dungeon. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Antiquarian, any insight on, on dungeon crystal? I hate to disagree with your assessment, Drip Fan, oh. but... I am looking now for a a signature, an artist's mark, the claim that art has been made into the world, and I am finding none. I Mm. wonder if it's possible that this was, in fact, an adventurer forcibly turned into a statuette. Oh, that is great. Wonderful insight. Would, Rogue, would you like to ask this statue if it was an adventure that was turned into crystal? Well, I would it consider me a rescuer or a thief of its body, or can it hear me still? I mean, that's between you guys if this thing is sentient. If it isn't, then... No, then I hope not. It has been in my bedroom for the last few months, and it has seen some things, like not crazy things, but still personal things. Normally, by the guidelines of this sort of program, we wouldn't uh, engage in that sort of delving, but uh, because I'm running it, I'm going to absolutely demand that you ask this crystal statue whether it is real or not all right um hello little statue um uh i wonder if you were once uh alive like me and if so uh whether or not you ever did uh lazy pooping where you poop in buckets in bedroom instead of going to poop room because it's cold outside. And oh gosh, the blood is flowing. It's, it's flowing. Okay, even, if that's yeah. an answer, antiquarian, is that an answer? Because this, the blood is just pouring out of this thing like a like a burst wine cask. I am going to consider myself vindicated. Okay, there you go. There's your answer, Rogue. You have uh, the soul or um, trapped essence of a fellow adventurer in the form of a uh, terrified crystal woman. She's seen you do the, the, what, you've, what you've only described as utter filth. Uh, so can she be freed or ought I destroy? What is the right thing for, for one to do? Oh, sorry. We only evaluate the actual value of the item. We can't tell you how to free it or how to deal with anything that is actually imparted or imbued with wisdom or spirit. Um, uh, so, I mean, you if all things considered, you have a valuable piece on your hands. I yeah, think if you yeah. wanted to, if uh, if... Do if you I, do you want? I am uncomfortable. I don't. No, I, no, no, I no, absolutely, no. positively don't want. I this. will not take this from. You. I'd like to get as far no. away from it as possible. But if you could trick some rube into giving you something for it, I'd say this is worth two horses. Yeah, yeah, Drifang, I agree. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Oh, okay. Okay, best of luck, and thank you so much for bringing this and for sharing your story. They said this is worth three horses if anyone wants to make a deal. The results of this accursed appraisal are crystal clear. The final stop on Momentos O Momentos Shrike Valley Tour will be at the last place that you would think, the Cathedral of All's Bellows. That's right, we're taking over the inside of the church that is the most grand within the Shrike Valley, even though we haven't told them that we're going to be there. Tickets will be your own willingness to go inside of a sacred place that we're making profane. There will also be corn dogs and balloons for the kids. Come on out. The date is, you'll have to find out for yourself. All right, we have another person who's going to give us uh, an item that is basically, uh, for most people, the equivalent of a lottery ticket. Come on up. We'll try not to make you sad. Hi, uh, my name's Sultana. I'm the witch who owns Pooter's, the bar in town. (laughs) And... (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I was... Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Yes, Pooter. Yes, I'm Sultana. I own Pooters in town. And so when I bought the bar, um, this was hanging on the wall. It was the only thing left in there. Um, It's some sort of silver platter. Um, Are you... Damn it, is this an enchanted mirror? It's got something etched on it. I can't really tell. Um, But when I look into it, I can't see myself. But then sometimes I do see myself. So it was, yeah, it was left in Pooters. And I guess I'm just trying to get a read on it. Damn it. It's another goddamn Pooters enchanted mirror. Fuck. Okay. I mean, antiquarian, if you want to take a gander at this. But I, I I told the producers no enchanted mirrors. Like, talk to people in line before we do this. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. The platter is looking back into me. Of course, fuck As I see it, it sees me. And I didn't know my hair was looking this good today. Okay, I mean, it's enchanted. It could just be showing you what you want to see. Okay, fine. John the Ogre, uh, any thoughts on this this mysterious pooter platter? I mean, Tripfang, you know, I look into it. I, you know, I see a handsome, handsome young ogre. You know, not the older, more brownish, greenish gentleman that I am today. So I'm going to have to say this is an enchanted mirror, and it's not worth much. You see these pretty much everywhere. Sorry, Sultana. Yeah, Sultana, I'm not even going to look into it because I already know, based on the markings and from the reactions of my fellow adjudicators, that what I look into, I'm going to see an idealized version of myself, maybe from when I was happiest or when I thought a point in my life there was uh, maybe uh, an, uh, an option to make a different choice, to be a different person where I would have been happier. And I'm just, again, I've seen so many of these that it kind of makes me want to vomit. So I'm going to say this is worth... Uh, I still have a neck in this one. Okay, yeah. So this doesn't have a definite value. Mm. The only thing that you can ascribe value to is who's buying it. Because if you find somebody who really needs to see themselves at a point where they look better, they might be willing to pay a king's ransom, a queen's ransom, a sovereign's ransom. But if you take it into any other outlet, they aren't going to, they probably are going to throw you out before you even get to bring it to the counter. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, wow, that really makes a lot of sense. I think I'm probably just going to keep it hanging in pooters. It's a really fun, like, talking point. People like to look into it and stuff. So, yeah, I I thought this is what I had, but I think it's just going to become a pooter's centerpiece. That that sounds like the right place for it. Antiquarian, if you have any other, or John the Ogre, sorry, I'm opening this up if anybody has any final thoughts on this. Another goddamn enchanted mirror. I think it's smart, Sultana. This is a nice piece for pooters, and I'll see you next week for 99-cent pigeon toes. I will accompany. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Mementos El Mementos. We want to thank our sponsors, which are, of course, the Jelena Rubenstein Foundation, a gelatinous cube which has left us their estate in order to fund our programming. Listeners like you, and... Hey, look at that! Pooters! Pooters has also... Uh, sponsored this episode of Mementos and Mementos, reminding everyone for 99 cent pigeon toes and trivia night, where all the trivia will be about things that you see, things that you see in the enchanted mirror. Uh, final thoughts from our esteemed panel of evaluators. That was really great to see all the wares that came out today. Looking forward to, uh, yeah, seeing everybody in those different spots you mentioned before. I really wanted a fingeroonian macaroon today. Yes, of all the food-based items that we saw, none of them were a fingeroonian macaroon. They are all I crave. I know that some must yet exist on food. Stay tuned for our next program, uh, Travel Talk with Sick Reeves, where he'll be guiding us through the different parts of Foon that uh, tourists go to bother people. I'm Drip Fangled Spare, and I didn't find anything that I wanted to steal, which is kind of the whole reason I took this gig, it, and it's kind of pissing me off. So, um, Pooters, you guys want to go to Pooters? We're going to hit Pooters? Yeah, hit Pooters let's, let's get a Pooters. Pooters. Yeah. Pooters. That ladybug almost hit me. Sorry, flying by. It almost hit me with that sword. Okay, we'll hit Pooters. So long, everybody, and support public broadcasting. <laughs> Oh yeah, baby, I love antiquing. And did you know a brand new episode of Mementos O Mementos drops this December? If you want to hear it, you better join the Magic Tavern Patreon right now. Just go to Patreon. <coughs> Just go to Patreon.com/MagicTavern to become a patron. For only five dollars per month, you not only support our independent production, but you get some pretty sweet benefits like two new bonus episodes every month. And that's not all. You get a monthly newsletter from the hosts, early access to live events, access to the Magic Tavern Discord with a quarterly virtual meet and greet with the hosts, and the full back catalog of bonus content ad-free, including every single Magic Tavern spinoff series, plus other unscheduled surprises. To become a patron right now, just head on over to patreon.com slash magic tavern. Dripfang, Ladespare, Don Ogre, Harv Blarv, and others were played by Kevin Serretta. Kevin can be seen on Fridays and Saturdays performing with Improvised Shakespeare Chicago at IO Chicago. You can also hear riffs and jokes that he wrote in Season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000. For Season 13 and all past seasons of MST3K, go to gizmoplex.com. John Ogre, Suzanne the Fairy, a Ladybug, and Sultana from Pooters were played by Beth Maluski. You can also see Beth playing with Improvised Shakespeare Chicago. Tickets and info at ioimprov.com. 
The Antiquarian, Boy, Svorn Gvornsnorn, and others were played by Chris Rathchen. Chris would like to promote taking a long walk, maybe by the river. This episode was produced by Matt Young, post-production coordination by Garrett Schultz, associate producer Anna Hoverman, special assistance by Ryan DiGiorgi. This episode was edited by Tim Joyce, logo by Allard Laban, theme by Andy Poland. That's all for this week, but don't forget tickets are available now for Hello from the Magic Tavern Live, Thursday, January 11th at 8 p.m. at Chicago's Talia Hall. Get your tickets on the show page at hellofromthemagictavern.com. And I'll see you next time, babies. Oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this, perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients, popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.